And now, a show that we humbly dedicate to Lady Dartmouth. <laughs> with whom we'd like to couple the engine of the Flying Scot. <laughs> Round the hall. And hello again. Well, today marks the start of Based an Archdeacon in Syrup of Figs for Fun and Profit Week. <laughs> And there'll be many events to celebrate it on Tuesday. <laughs> on Tuesday, there'll be a display of old-time frog bottling in the round at the Wimpole Street Porridge Bar. There's international freestyle gnome fingering <laughs> at the five-minute hippo wash Brompton Oratory. On Thursday, well, our old friends, the over-80s nudist basketball team, are playing an exhibition match against the Harlem Globetrotters. And this will be followed by the presentation of a medal to the nudist voted most likely. I shall be interested not, not so much in who gets the medal as where it's pinned. And now, in association with Lou and Leslie Grade, Clerical Sportswear Boutique, <laughs> Lambeth Cut. We present the Muff Plaster Saga. And here in the studio is the last surviving member of the Muff Plaster family, Sir Aardvark Muff Plaster, talking to Namani Mousehap. Once again, Sir Aardvark. Well, if you say so. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my dear, just a trick of the light. Once again, it gives me great pleasure. Oh, then be my guest. Ah, 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 thank you, my dear. You brought a little sunshine into an old man's life. Last week, you told us about the muff plaster who discovered America. Yes. I believe that this week, you're going to tell us about another member of your famous family. Yes, I am. It's the story of Tiger Muff Plaster, one of the greatest boxers this country has ever known. It all started in the Welsh village of Andy Pandy in the Ronda. <laughs> It's been hell. <laughs> Hundreds of us miners crammed into a space no larger than Shirley Bass's talent. <laughs> we sing to keep our spirits up till we can't take no more. Then it's time to go home. And we stagger, blinking into the light. Oh, it's hell, I tell you. It's hell. Well, give up working down in the pit. Who's talking about the pit, girl? I've been up the pub. <laughs> But our son's going to be a prize fighter. I resolved that the day he was born. That's why I christened him Mafanwi. <laughs> With a name like that, he'll have to fight. Oh, die, die. He's not big enough to be a boxer. Not big enough? He's huge for a Welshman. Nearly three foot six. <laughs> Do you want him to be the, like the rest of us miners, coming home covered in coal dust, having to wash in a tin bath? 
Too poor to have a lock on the bathroom door. Oh, die, there are compensations. All you mine is the beautiful singers. When you haven't got a lock on the bathroom door, you have to be. <laughs> I tell you, Bloodwind, my son's going to be something. Hello, Dad. I'm not quite... <laughs> But I'm not quite sure what. Where have you been, my fan we? Oh, I've been brooding on the infinite. Oh, it's all that lava bread you've been eating. Yeah. You see, Dad, I decided I want to be a poet like the other Welsh poets and live in America and be rich and write about how wonderful it is to live in Wales and be poor. <laughs> You a poet? Yeah, I've written lots of poetry, walls of it. Yeah. 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 Here's my latest, read it. There was an old monk of Bengal who had... Mm, 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 yeah. Well, even if it was possible, it doesn't rhyme. No, son, give up the poetry. You're going to be a fighter. I'm taking you to London to meet a boxing promoter. A man whose name is a household word in boxing circles. My name is a household word in boxing circles. <laughs> the third. It's hyphenated, of course, and I'm known in the fraternity as Diamond Jim. Because I wear diamonds everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. <laughs> yes, to the office, to the gym. I'm the biggest fight promoter of them all. I've managed all the great heavyweights, Max Schmeling, Max Bear, Max Bacon. <laughs> and one day I was in my gym in Soho watching one of my boys working out. <laughs> there, boss, I've worked it out. <laughs> It's a splinter. <laughs> Boss, give me a crack at Cooper. Bet you're punch drunk. Ah, oh, maybe punchy, but I'm still take Cooper. Henry Cooper wouldn't fight you. Henry Cooper? I mean Gladys Cooper. I'm not that punchy. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Dame Sybil, but you're 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 not cut out for this sort of thing. Excuse me, excuse me, Bach. Excuse me, front. <laughs> Excuse me, side. I've come straight from the pit. I'd like you to see me fan wheel. Yeah, I'm sure it's very nice. Some other time. <laughs> no, my son, me fan wheel. How do you do, sir? Well, I'm not much to look at. Nothing to see. I want him to be a boxer. Will you take him in hand? But he's small. He's small. Well... Let's see now. Take off your shirts. Take off. <laughs> Take off your vest. Take off your miner's helmet. Now your trousers. Now your boots. Where's he gone? Here I am, behind the cigarette packet. <laughs> I looked him up and down, mainly down. There wasn't much up. Well, I'm still growing. I ran a practiced eye over him. He was tiny but perfectly proportioned, like a. <laughs> Like, like a young, like a young Greek thimble. 
Well, do you think he's got what it takes? Yes. <laughs> yes, but I wouldn't take it. He's got barely enough for himself. Oh, give me a chance, sir, please. Oh, all right. Now, do you think you can go around with Sailor Catamole here? Yes, I can go around with him. <laughs> now, slip these gloves on, son. Now, show him what you can do. The tiny muff plaster stepped into the ring. Sailor Catamole swaggered out of his corner, determined to show the newcomer who was the better man. They stood toe-to-toe, trading punches. Muff plaster's adversary towered over him, but the plucky Welsh bantam made up in skill what he lacked in inches, and with a flurry of blows had his giant opponent groping. They... They... Clinched and reeled round the ring together. And then, breaking from the clinch, Muff Plaster moved in for the kill. Hell! Grunt! Fuff! Frack! Smoke! Kassau! Eek! Eek? Yes, he hit me in the eek! Whack! Zip! Splot! Crutch! Had enough, sailor? Well, just one more, and I really must go. Well done, Muff Plaster. With me as your manager, I think you can go to the top. The scene changes. Three months later, our young heroes camp. (laughs) Muff Plaster trained on a diet of raw eggs, raw meat and pints and pints of fruit juice. He did a lot of running. And every afternoon he'd work out with his sparring partner, old lefty hand clinker. There, had enough? Yes, thank you, darling. <laughs> oh, look, you've ruined my set. Sorry, I don't know my own strength. Oh, lefty, when this is all over, will you run away with me? I've got a place in the valley where I know you'll be happy. Oh, give up the ring now before you ruin your head. No, lefty, I can't. A man's got to stop running sometime, turn and look himself in the eye and say, Who am I? What am I? Where am I? Why am I? And how? How am I what I am? Why am I who I am? Where am I? What am I? How am I what I am? Oh, if only it were that simple. (laughs) I am a man, and a man has got to do what a man has got to do. But you're so small. All right, a small man's got to do what a man's got to do. (laughs) Just more difficult to reach. (laughs) Lefty. Oh, let me take you in my arms and kiss your kneecaps. Darling. Mm. All right, all right, you two. Break it up, break it up. Now, I've got good news for you, Muff Plaster. Tomorrow night you're going to fight for the championship of the world. Against Mohammed Loombucket? Yes. Don't, don't do it, don't do it. You don't stand a chance. But I've got to go through with it. I have a sacred trust. It's not for me. <laughs> it's not for me. It's for the people back home. All those little people I left in my village back on page three. <laughs> I can't let them down. But you don't have the experience. Don't worry. I'll pull out something that'll surprise you all. (laughs) On the night of the big fight, the arena was packed. The crowd was hushed as the MC stepped into the ring to announce the contest. My lords, ladies, gentlemen, on my right, the champion of the world, 
my homie Loom Rocky. <laughs> On my left, the plucky challenger from Slamfly Holy hell with it. Wild! <laughs> Simpkins and Brown John family butchers. <laughs> the champion tipped the scales at 212 pounds. Liver and lights thrown in. <laughs> My flush still weighed 3 pounds 12 ounces. Ringing wet. <laughs> Your referee for the contest, the Reverend Cosmo Margulis. <laughs> Uh, so you're muff plaster, are you? That's right. Yeah, I've been dying to get my hands on you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do to you? I'm going to get you in a clinch. Then I'm going to butt you in the stomach. Then I'm going to gouge your eyes and very likely bite your ear off. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking to me like that. Uh, why not? You're the referee. <laughs> All right, good boys, go back to your corners and when you hear the bell, come out fighting. How do you feel, muff plaster? Nervous. Now, take off your dressing gown and... Good heavens, those shorts are a bit brief, aren't they? Well, I borrowed them from McGowan. Walter McGowan? No, Cathy McGowan. <laughs> well, they look better on you than they do on her. And at the start of round one, the two boys are sizing each other up. Now, the champion is moving in on the attack with his left arm in, his right arm out, his left leg in, he shakes it all about. <laughs> They're doing the hokey-cokey. Break! Now, both boys are mixing it in the middle of the ring. The champion is really giving Muff Glass a stick. But the challenger seems to know what to do. Here you are. Here's a stick. You know what to do. <laughs> yes, Tom. And Mohammed Loombucket is out. He'll never beat the count. Muff Blaster is the new champion. Yes, I said I would do it. I'm the greatest and I'm the prettiest. And I've got medals for tap dancing. <laughs> Darling, Miss Oh, darling, Lefty, now I'm champion of the world. We'll never be apart. Look, uh, Muff Blaster, as your manager, I must tell you that playing around with women is no good for a boxer. Well, tell me who it is good for and I'll become one of them. <laughs> And now ring out the bells, clap your hands and shout hallelujah. With any luck, it'll drown the Fraser Hayes Fall. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fraser Hayes Fall. Hallelujah, I can roll the pony short. 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 Hallel
Colour supplement. First, Daphne Whitethigh with some handy tips for the housewife. Hello. Hello. <laughs> There's a very good way to stop the breakfast porridge from sticking to the saucepan. Eat toast and marmalade instead. <laughs> a listener in Dorset asks how to avoid those telltale crow's feet round the eyes. The answer is to avoid, well, as far as possible, sleeping in a tree. Thank you, Daphne. Thank you. And uh, hello again, Sunday Night TV personality Seamus Android. Hello. All right, hello. <laughs> well, now, here I am, wherever this is. Um, and before I introduce you to my first guest, whoever he is, I'd, uh, I'd just like to... Oh, that's better. <laughs> now, we were to have had a return visit for the first time, yet again, of Jaja Gabor, but unfortunately, owing to circumstances beyond my control, here she is. And <laughs> I know you're just going to meet her, and with that, good night. Thank you. Thank you, Seamus Android. <laughs> and I hope you get better soon. <laughs> well, it can't get any worse. Now... Uh, this week, the colour supplement takes a look at the English seaside. It's often said that the English will put up with anything as long as the hotel is satisfactory, even on their honeymoon. Here we are, darling. Oh, it's lovely, Charles. Well, ups a daisy over the threshold. <laughs> there. Shall I put you down now, Charles? Yes. We've got quite enough to manage with the suitcases. Come over here to the window. There. Look at that view. Oh, Charles, it's magnificent. Yes. Look at that sea. Look at that sky. Those liver salts advertisements get better every year. What made you pick this hotel, Charles? I don't know. <laughs> Perhaps it's because it reminds me of Nice. Perhaps it's because the air is like the air in Portofino and the light is like Athens. And yet it's funny to think that it's no more expensive than a working men's hostel in the East India Dock Road. Where at? 
actually are we, Charles? In a working men's hostel. <laughs> the bridal suite. Oh, oh is, is that our bed, Charles? Yes. <laughs> I'm ready for bed, bye. Aren't you my little pudding? Yes, lovey wovey. <laughs> How about a little kissy whisky? No, I don't like to. Oh, do. Oh, no. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, oh, no. Oh, please make up your mind, Mrs. There's 14 of us in this bed trying to get some sleep. When you fix your hotel, there's no end of amusements to beguile the seaside visitor. The follies on the pier, follies under the pier, <laughs> the amusement arcades, and even if the weather's bad, there's always good family entertainment at the cinema. Seats in all parts, seats in all parts this way, sir. Excuse me, is this film suitable for the old family? Oh, uh, yes, a good, wholesome, clean family entertainment. Pity. Uh, <laughs> what are the usherettes like? Mary. <laughs> Uh, what's the flavour of the month? Curried mongoose. On a stick? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in the film? Julie Christie. Oh, yes, I don't mind her. Who else? Omar Sharif. Oh, no, I'm not having him. <laughs> well, I'm afraid there's nothing we can do about it. Oh, well, while the film's on, I can amuse myself having a poke about the ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> under the seats, see what I can find and if I get tired of that I can sit next to courting couples in the back and light matches <laughs> uh, don't worry about me I'll find something to keep me mind occupied well not surprisingly the chief attraction of the seaside is the sea and there have been many songs about it and here to sing one is your own, your very own Rambling Sid Rumpel. Ah, hello, me dearie for I'll hoist up me artifacts and keel haul me dando. Yes, it's a, it's a good trick if you can do it, isn't it? Yeah, the song I'm going to sing he tells of a sailor lad who nerked his clipper all over the seven seas. Nerked? Yes, nerked. What's the matter? You got cloth wogglers? Ask. <laughs> Nerked is a word used by sailors when they're thinking of something else. <laughs> but it's gone now with the passing of the wind jammer or baked jam roll, as it's called. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes after this fashion boldly and vigorously. What shall we do with a drunken nurker? What shall we do with a drunken nurker? What shall we do with a drunken nurker? He's bending his cord wangle. <laughs> Hit him in the nadges with a bosun's <laughs> Slap him on the grommet with a wrought iron lunger. Cuff him in the moolies with a captain's grunger. Till his bogles dangle. <laughs> Heave ho and up she rises, heave ho and up she rises, heave ho and up she rises. Oh, he's broken his cord wang. (laughs) 
And thank you, Rambling Sid. Of course, the great institution of the English seaside is the boarding house. Uh, recently, I was leafing through my copy of Throw Off Your Clothes and Live. <laughs> well, I buy it for the chest problem. And I saw an advertisement which read, Get away from it all. Spend your holidays at the Boner Guest House, Bogmouth. So I decided to throw a few things into a bag and give it a try. Hello, anybody there? Oh, hello, I'm Julian. This is my friend Sandy. Oh, hello, Mr. Owen. Oh, welcome to our guest, Lassie. Thank you. Oh, welcome, yes, to the guest latte. It's a proper home from Omi. Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been hotelier? Not long, but of course we knew Bogmouth well, didn't what? we? Oh, we used to oh. do your summer seasons down yeah. here, entertaining, you yes. know. Yes, we was at the Smuggler's Nook year after year. Yes, songs at the piano. Oh, they'd let their rye right down when we oh. got going. <laughs> you know the sort of thing. Jewel, get on the piano. Shall I? Get on the piano. Yeah. I wouldn't allow your lappers on the Striller's Boner. Oh. <laughs> Yes, sit down, Mr. Orme. We'll give you a sample, Oh, thank Mr. you. I'd like to. Give you a sample. I dream of Jeannie with the light brown briar. Then there was... Bless this laddie, butch and stout. Oh, and what about you, Ed? Oh, yes. We'll troll beside you today. Love you. And the, oh, and the big finish. The big finish. Yes. Someday she'll troll along. <laughs> the Papalone the I love. Oh, that was lovely. Very oh, Then it went on. Then it went on. Maybe I shall meet her Monday. Maybe Tuesday. No, not Tuesday. Hey? You got the hairdresser. Oh. It's <laughs> like a suit. <laughs> Still, you do get the idea, Mr. Holmes. Yes, I'm afraid I do, yes. <laughs> and then you opened this boarding house. Well, not immediately. When the bottom fell out of the nook, we'd done a season. <laughs> we'd done this season on the sand. Punch and Judy. Punch and Judy. That was going all right till Jewel gave the eggnog a thrashing one night. Yes, and ruined the performance. Traitor. Yes. That... Nancy before me. Mm. I've mm. got my parts mixed up, that's yes. all. Mm. Yes, he does, you know, when he's had a few. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was awful. Punch went off with the hangman and Judy finished up singing risque songs with a crocodile. <laughs> Not exactly a children's entertainment. No. Ducky. We had our tender turned down by the council. Flat. Mm. So we both had a bit put by, so we decided to plunge into this boarding latin. Here we are. Dan Trollin. That's the name. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we offer very reasonable rates. B&B, 16 shillings. Use of cruet, extra. Well, how much extra? Depends what use you put it to. <laughs> yes, you see, um, we, uh, we class it as a sort of extra vegetable. Oh, why is that? Well, Scott Pease always in the mustard. <laughs> There's absolutely no restrictions within reason. No, of course. No women in the rooms. No women in the rooms. No. Not much change with that with Mr. Orne. Not at his age. <laughs> Only thought he's likely to attract never make it up the stairs. <laughs> Well, I spent two days there, and I must admit I came home with my body beautifully brown. There was a leak in the gravy boat. <laughs> and 
The doctor says it'll wear off eventually, and after having had it uh, analysed, his only comment was, thank heavens you didn't drink it. Cheerio. <laughs> See you next week. That was Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Chalk and Marty Feldman. The show is produced by John Simmons. <laughs>